0: I am Jason, and welcome to The Scope, where I discuss fascinating health topics, news, and my favorite, medications. Recently, you may have seen a trend in the news about polio. That's right. A case of polio was discovered in New York recently, and the last known case was from 2013. That's nearly a decade. In this podcast, we're going to dive into polio. Polio or poliomyelitis first invaded the US in 1894. It is a viral disease that affects the motor neurons of the spinal cord and brainstem, ultimately causing chronic disability of the neuromuscular system. There are two types of polio infection. The first is caused by the original virus, which is naturally occurring and referred to as wild polio. The other is polio infection stemming from the utilization of the oral polio vaccine. The case that was discovered in New York was noted to be a vaccine-derived infection, which showed some minor relief because if it was wild polio, we might be on the verge of another pandemic. Polio has always been portrayed as a debilitating disease, one to more commonly strike young children. As you can see in many pictures of polio, children are in leg braces, crutches, or even wheelchairs. One notable case of polio virus infected the 32nd president of the United States, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Despite such a high-profile case of poliomyelitis, it wasn't until the late 1940s and early 1950s the U.S. began working on a vaccine against polio. In 1954, the U.S. began trials of inactivated polio vaccine. Within the first couple of years, the incidence of polio dropped dramatically. In the 1960s, a second type of vaccine was developed called the oral polio vaccine. This later succeeded the inactivated type. Despite its success, there was a risk for recipients to develop paralysis and other neurological symptoms from live strains of poliovirus in the live vaccine. With the success of the polio vaccine, the United States was on track to eliminate polio. In fact, in 1994, it had accomplished that. In 2021, there was only a handful of cases in the world. But now, with the world seeing a resurgence of the virus, especially in Europe, should we be concerned or worried? The short answer is no. But let's jump into a little more information. How is polio transmitted? Poliovirus is transmitted via fecal oral route, generally through the consumption of contaminated foods or drinking water in contact with stool of an infected individual. How does it typically present its symptoms? Well, that's in fact quite fascinating. Not all poliovirus infections present with symptoms. In fact, 9 out of 10 cases present with no symptoms. Some of the more common signs and symptoms, if they are to appear, are similar to the presentation of a cold, including headache, sore throat and fever. Sometimes there might be some nausea or vomiting, tiredness, as well as fatigue. Often when people think of polio, they think of crutches, leg braces and wheelchairs. However, that's not how all cases present. In some cases, some may experience some pain, back, neck, as well as muscle weakness, and flaccid weakness. How does it typically manage, and is there a cure? Well, currently, there is no cure for polio. However, management of the disease is mostly supportive, which includes pain management and physical therapy. In some cases, respiratory failure may occur, which may lead to mechanical ventilation or machine-assisted ventilation. About two-thirds of the patients with flaccid weakness never regain full strength. So what can we do? We can get vaccinated against polio virus as early as two months. The Centers for Disease and Control recommend a four-part vaccination series. You can learn more at CDC.gov. It is important to note that if you are traveling to a country where the incidence of polio is greater, it is highly recommended to complete the series prior to travel you can check out a list of places through the Polio Eradication Initiative. That's at polioeradication.org. Although polio is a relatively rare disease, some may have a higher risk of contracting this, including those that are immune compromised, such as people with diabetes or people taking immunosuppressive therapies, such as people receiving chemotherapy or taking medications to treat autoimmune diseases. It is important to stay safe and get vaccinated when you can. If you'd like to learn more about this, you can learn you can visit CDC's website at cdc.gov. Thank you for listening and I hope this information was helpful. Hit the subscribe button for more. Until next time, goodbye.